All on the watchtower, Jimmy Hendrix. Got it. I'd hope so. Yeah. Dave Matthews is a good rendition of this song, by the way. Like, you wouldn't think that Dave Matthews would be able to cover Jimi Hendrix, but he does okay. He's a really talented guitar player. He's not necessarily, like, I like Dave. He's not necessarily always my cup of tea, but he's a really good guitar player. Is your head okay after running into oh, the mic yeah. there? Oh, yeah, it's fine. Shout out to uh, Courtney Brothers and Blue Springs for the haircut, too. That didn't even really feel it. just felt like the buzz of my neck. It's looking sharp, by the way. Looking, Thank you very looking much. Looking good, man. Thank you. I had to do it for uh, TV, you know. Kind of big these days. Yeah, I was in on Cody and Gold, or else I'm I totally kidding. I would have uh, yeah. texted you or tweeted at you and said, "Hey, great job, looking good, Dusty." Oh, thanks. Man. I noticed that uh, mutual friend Jillian Carroll definitely yeah. put some some love out on your IG. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. She's awesome. She's a BFF in the industry for sure. She used to do Saturday shows with Kristen Nacero right after I did Saturday shows, so we always had a a good connection there, going in and out of studio. But Sai, uh, go ahead, man. You're on the air. I kind of wanted to answer your question earlier about who I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl with. Going to be watching it with the boys, watching these Chiefs cook some barbecue eagles, even mm. though I don't know if that tastes good or not. And I'm also going to see how many times that they play the Burger King ad. I got an over-under at four times. You can bet that? Yeah. Oh, I've seen that one already. Mm. What's your biggest bet of the day? My biggest bet of the day? Taking... Blue as the Gatorade color. What is that, like plus 475 or somewhere in that neighborhood? Yeah. All right, man, I appreciate the phone call. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the boys. Always love that when they say, do it with the boys, because you know what that means. A lot of sass, probably some grass. Um, you know, I mean, you're getting rowdy. When you come out of the shoot and you say, I'm watching with my boys, uh, you have one thing in mind, and that is bush lights, Miller lights, probably burgers, dogs, something real cheap and easy, but just – just raging, just just really getting after it. Um, I'm watching with my fiance and kiddo, and my folks are coming over to watch with the stipulation that my dad, who taught me to rage at the TV, that he can tell me to chill. It's just a game while I rage at the TV. Can't deal with the casual fan chatter, El Camino says. He says he got him a bad call brick to throw the TV, and now he's the old and retired and zen that thinks he can tell me to chill. No way, man, from El Camino. Shout out to El Camino, man. He bought me a six-pack of Pounders. Miller Lights. That's nice. That, that was nice. They got smashed. Um, barbecued Eagle sounds delicious. Just don't tell people you're eating it. That's probably a felon. Like You're probably going to jail for that. I'm pretty sure you can't kill an eagle. Actually, I'm pretty positive you can't kill an eagle. I have seen an eagle before. One bald eagle. I've seen it once in my life. It was at Longview's uh, Fred Urbanus course. I think it is whole. Let me think about this. I believe it is hole 11 or 12 because 10 is a par five and then 11 or 12 goes down towards the, the lake and there's this big ass dead tree and a bald eagle sat right on it. And I took like three steps, man. I'm dead. Serious. I was definitely that guy phone out. My phone's always in the cart, never in my pocket, but I pulled it out the phone and I walked towards the tree and I'm like, I'm going to get this great picture of this bald eagle. And that sucker flew away. And I was just, like, amazed at, like, watching it. I've never seen a bald eagle except for that day on the golf course. It was awesome. What a place to be. They're smart birds, man. He's just down there picking fish left and right. Yeah, you got Randy and Kyle over here throwing lines out, can't catch a bluegill. And he's over here just bird. Bald eagles are intense, man. I don't even think you could have a feather of a bald eagle. Like, it's serious. 
I should look up like what you can't like what a ball. I mean, it's I mean crazy, man. Bird of the nation, right? Kansas City just got a new flag, which is cool, I guess. It's like new uniforms. Is that what we did? We just went full new uniforms in Kansas City. Whatever. Um, anyways, 913-586-7610, depending on how you're watching the game. Um, I'd be interested to know how some of you are, but there are some of you that are, I mean, I'm not, again, that's my thing. I'm not against it. Second hour of the thing. That's my, my go-to. I'm not against if you watch the game at home. This is Super Bowl number three. You know Super Bowl one. You probably got rowdy. Super Bowl two, you're like, come on. And then here we are. Enjoy it. I'll record it. Nah, dude, Space Camper from Boulevard. Got to drink KC beer. Okay, I'm just not an IPA guy. Um, speaking of a guy or a bro or the boys, Travis Kelsey, right? Travis Kelsey's kind of got a little bit of a legacy in this game, personally, I think. Um, I know that we get drowned by the mom and the dad story, the brother story, the podcast. It just gets layered and layered and layered and layered, but... There's certain things that like maybe we're not thinking about when it comes to Travis Kelsey. We kind of all have the opinion, at least locally, that maybe he's the best tight end we've ever seen. And that's with guys like Shannon Sharp, Kellen Winslow Sr., not Jr., um, Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, all these great tight ends. Mike Ditka, if you want to put him in the conversation. And yet Travis Kelsey is at the top. Gronkowski in that conversation. But also where... Travis Kelsey is big in is like in the playoffs. And I know that a lot of people will say, well, you're judged on how you are in legacy when you probably have a legacy. If you've, you know, had some playoff credibility. Now, Dan Marino seems to be the outlier of that. There are a few others probably, but Travis Kelsey, according to field Yates has played in 17 career playoff games. So the equivalent of one full season. In these 17 games, Travis Kelsey, 127 catches, 1,467 receiving yards, 15 receiving touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, if he's the greatest tight end we've ever seen in a regular season, some would say that. I'm not the only one. There are others. I can't name them. Jed Marshall's probably another. And I think that if you put that... And then you think about playoffs. Travis Kelsey does almost exactly what he does in the playoffs that he does in the regular season, right? It's to give an analogy. You hear a really good record. They sound really good. Then you go see him live and you're like, oh, good. This is not the same band that I listened to on the cassette or the, or the album or the vinyl, whatever it may be. And there's reasons for that. Things have been tinkered, right? Travis Kelsey is exactly what you hear on the record Exactly what you hear live. There is no tinkering with it. There is no different side of the coin. Travis Kelsey not only does the exact same thing, 100-plus catches, 1,000-plus yards receiving, but 15 receiving touchdowns in the playoffs in 17 games. And Travis Kelsey will play his 18th in this Super Bowl, looking to add to those. Travis Kelsey's legacy should be talked about more than it probably is. There are not a lot of people that have played this game that have not only been successful within the season, but also successful within the playoffs. And there's a lot of people that, you know, you can look at, you can say, well, this guy, when the playoffs started, they were great. But during the regular season, they were meh. This guy during the regular season, outstanding. During the playoffs, eh. 
The University of Cincinnati went around Chiefs players and asked them what they remember most about Travis Kelsey. This is what they had to say. Tell us your favorite Travis Kelsey memory since you've been here. Uh, there's so many good ones, man. Uh, I think one that comes back to mind is when we played Buffalo last year, being able to improvise with Pat, man, the plays he makes, uh, going out to the Chargers every time, shutting them out and winning the game for us. But my memories with Trav, man, my favorite one is just in the huddle, the juice he brings, man. It's always fun to be around. Troy throws a, uh, like a mid-size, mid, a big little pass to Travis Kelsey, and as soon as he catches it, he ladders it, and it just happened so fast, it just shocked everybody, and I don't think anybody was expecting it. During camp, he just he comes in, we're at a team meeting, and, uh, you know, me being a rookie, first first time there, you know, I'm nervous as hell, I'm antsy. He just comes in, plops down next to me, and he goes, looks at me right in my eyes, he goes, all right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, he got so many unbelievable moments, man. When he called game against L.A., the Chargers, I think he's one of the best, obviously, athletes on the field, but he's an even better person. I mean, he's so humble. And I'm like, this this man's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best tight ends to ever do it. And he's just down-to-earth guy, and he, even with a rookie like me, he doesn't he sees me. He doesn't just uh, kind of look over me. So He's one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. Living legend. A living legend. Those are from peers, people that have known him and seen him in his action. Travis Kelsey. whole lot of stuff coming up in this Super Bowl for Travis Kelsey. So I think there's a little bit more than just, oh, he's playing his brother. Oh, his mom and dad are here. No, no, no. We talk about Mahomes and how, how his storyline can change. You, you strap a ring again on Travis Kelsey's hand and you put some more numbers in the playoffs and let them develop. Oh, wait, he's not done. There's a lot of legacy left on Travis Kelsey's resume to come, and this Sunday will be more of that because the numbers have implicated that he is available and ready to go. Um, I promised you a little bit later I would I would I would say things um, about what people are saying around the media. More receipts to come, and oh by the way, if you do need some more clarification, Shannon Sharp. If Kelsey wins this Super Bowl, I'd say Kelsey Gronk, myself, Tony Gonzalez. That's the list: Kelsey Gronk himself, Tony Gonzalez. He thinks Kelsey's on pace to be the GOAT at tight end. So take it for what it's worth. But coming up on the other side, Andy Reid. There's something I think all the players need to do, and I think all they're going to try to do when it comes to Sunday, Philadelphia versus Kansas City. After hours, 610 Sports Radio, Jed Marshall, Dusty Likens. Back in on After Hours, Dusty Leggins with you, Jed Marshall with you as well, all the way until 9 o'clock. The night will fly by, but don't worry. Sunday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., I'll be on with Rob Brenton. We'll have everybody on from the station. We'll get predictions. We'll tweet it out. We'll see who's the most accurate. You know, Bob Fesso's going to say 35 to 0. So I already have one um, already have one in the books. Come to Smithville. Tons of bald eagles. Well, I kind of like the surprise aspect. I'm going to hit a gap wedge here. Before I do that, oh, my God, is that a bald eagle? Yes, it is. Um, Totally watching at home with the family. Nothing worse than loud people who don't watch a lot of football making noise during the game. Yeah. (laughs) Believe me, I know. I have to watch it alone. You don't have to. You're choosing to. Well, I don't know, unless you're on house arrest. Probably can't go anywhere if you're on house arrest. Not that I've ever been on house arrest, but I've known people. I feel like socks would be annoying. Do they still do that, or do they have, like, a chip now? Like, can they just, like, they still put the ankle bracelet on you? Maybe that's Chief Saholic texting in. I don't know. Allegedly, he was in trouble. 
last Red Friday before Super Bowl. Yes, it is. Last Red Friday of the year, actually. 48 days till baseball. Is this where we squeeze in a Royals topic? It's not. We could have, but it's not. I'm ready, though, man. Speaking of ready, I think these players are more than ready. Um, I don't think that's... I don't know if you can get any more cliche than that. But I think when you look at this team, and you look at what this team has won, I think every year the drive or the the had to, as Chet Stedman describes it in uh, Rookie of the Year, the the mental fortitude that you take into these events. The first one I think was like for the city, I believe, right? Or maybe it was for the franchise or it was whatever you want to go. But it wasn't for an individual. It wasn't like for Clark Hunt even. Or it was, you know, it was for the for the city is how I kind of think they, they kind of coined it. And then the second one was supposed to be kind of like maybe for the Chiefs. Like this is for the franchise. This one is beating Tom Brady, beating Tampa Bay, who you already beat like in Tampa. This was for the team. Didn't happen. This is the first Super Bowl that I can honestly think out of the three they played in is for an individual. I think the team wants to win this one for Andy Reid. I truly do believe that. In fact, I would love it. I know this sounds corny and cheesy and stupid, but I would love it if every single Chiefs player wrote like Andy on their foot, on the heel of their shoe, to pay homage, obviously, to Toy Story, which, in case you didn't know this, they are doing a fifth Toy Story. I'm not sure why. I don't know who thought of it. Fifth Toy Story. No need. Didn't need a fourth. Got it. Didn't need a fifth. We're getting it. We're also getting a fifth Indiana Jones. Don't need it, but we're here we are. But the Chiefs and their head coach, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into more than just Andy Reid being a great coach. There's reasons why he's a great coach, right? The relationship that he has with his with his players, how they become attached throughout the rest of their career. And when you hear guys like Frank Clark, who have been in trouble with the law, have said things where you're like, this guy probably needs a mentor in his life. Frank Clark said this not too long ago about one Andy Reid. I love him because of the man he is first, you know, not the coach, um, the man he is. And I feel like if you know him from that standpoint, um, you will be able to attest to what I'm saying. Um, A lot of guys know him as a coach, and they only see the coach side of him. I've actually been fortunate enough to see the other side of him where I've had a lot of conversations with him, you know, from that standpoint and just, you know, helping me become a better father, helping me understand life a little bit more and some of my toughest situations that I have to endure over the last two years and um, just sticking by me, you know, understanding that, you know, guys do have, you know, some bad times. Guys do, you know, F up sometimes, but, you know, sometimes you got to have, you know, those guys there. You know, it's the guys there for those guys that mess up, you know, are just important, you know, for me and um, for him, I mean, for me, having Coach Reed there, you know, um, was big, you know, because I don't, my father, man, he passed a few years ago, you know what I'm saying? I lost my father in the house fire a few years ago. So, you know, the father figures, you know, are, are thereof have lacked at times, you know what I mean? And um, having a guy like that, you know, I spend a lot of time with Coach, you know what I mean? We spend, 
what, 70% of our week we have to build it. You know, we ain't here from 8 in the morning to 6 at night sometimes, you know, in campus even longer. So um, I, I spent a lot of time with Andy, and um, we've, we've grown, we have, have a great relationship. So, um, you know, the things we ever talk about on the record and things we've talked about off the record have shaped our relationship and, um, you know, brought us so close, man. I felt like I'm able to talk about anything. And just, you know, winning that game, man, was, you know, one of those things. We kind of pissed it off the second year together. You know what I mean? We lost it, you know, out in Tampa Bay. Last year, you know, Bengals came in and got rid of us. And, you know, just to be able to get back, you know, my fourth year here is just dope. I think the reason why it can be an individual award this year for the one that it should be for is because you think about player history and relationship history with Andy Reid, and you think about this game. Like, this is, you get the sense that this one means the world to Andy Reid. Like, this, if there was ever going to be one in his career, like, I feel like if you had a crystal ball and you could be like, Andy Reid, you're going to play in seven total Super Bowls as a head coach of the Chiefs. You've already been in three. You got four more. You get the Eagles. You get the Niners again. You randomly get Minnesota. And then you get whatever, New Orleans. He's going to point to this one and say, that's the one I want the most. Because you know how frustrating it is for those of you that that have parents around Christmas time or you have loved ones around Christmas time and you say, hey, what is it that you want? And they're always like, oh, I don't need anything. Don't don't waste your money on me. I don't want anything. That's Andy Reid. But every once in a while, you ask somebody in that family, what can I get you for Christmas? They say, well, I did see this thing the other day. And if the players say to Andy Reid, what is it you want most? I assume a response might come from Andy Reid and that gnarly mustache. And say, oh, you know, I would, I would like to be these guys in the in the Super Bowl and, and raise that trophy, because so much comes with the second one for Andy Reid, right? Like so much comes of this. More than one, the fluke talk is gone. Second Super Bowl trophy. This one's great. This one I remember more than the first one because this one, you know, it's not a it's not a new thing. Guys that never really tell you what they want. Andy Reid will tell you this is the one he wants. Not a team of individuals is the Kansas City Chiefs, but they're doing this for an individual because the individual they are doing it for means the world not only to the NFL, but probably to this franchise. Turn the franchise completely around. Never had a losing season. Worst season for Andy Reid, 9-7. and seven. 10 wins in the NFC, 10 wins in the AFC. Two teams to the Super Bowl, two teams to multiple championship games. In fact, the only coach to take two teams in two different divisions to five championship games. To me, this has always been and always should have been coined as the Andy Reid Bowl. Just because of, we talk of games of legacies of where Patrick Mahomes can be after this, where Travis Kelsey can be after this. None other than Andy Reid where he's after this. The team that gave up on you, the team that you coached for so many years that really you set your foundation as a head coach as, you got to play in the Super Bowl and then you got the chance to beat them. Yeah, this one's a little different. This one, I think the team's doing it for Andy Reid, in my opinion. I can't imagine them not wanting to win this for more than anyone on the face of the planet that won Andy Reid. On the other side, the sound from both sides. I've seen a lot of people talk about the young man on, on the drive deal with Carrington Harrison. We put him 
Mr. Quinn versus Kansas City's Mr. Taylor with some audio that we heard. We bounce off of it and agree or disagree with what we hear next on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. I think one of the crazy things for me, other than my headphones that are absolutely annoying as all hell. Sorry, I know I'm talking live on a microphone, but I don't care. It's just so stupid. I hate these things. They're just so stupidly long. They just always come unplugged. It's annoying. Um, what kind of headphones do you have? Just Sony ones, but it's like the cord. It's like they just put whoever designed this entire studio sucks. Sorry if you're still alive and you listen to the show, but it just it makes zero sense. Like they put the computer over here with the microphone and then put the anyways, no one cares. Um, But I think this is kind of cool how sports can sometimes link up with other sports. What I mean by that is, yes, that the waste management Phoenix Open is happening right now at the TPC Scottsdale. And Daniel Rappaport tweets that you have the Phoenix Open with the Super Bowl in the same town. Back-to-back, um, back-to-back events in which Super Bowl golf, so you could go golf all weekend and then Sunday night, if you could, if you were insanely rich, you go see the, the Super Bowl. There's a new Netflix show debuting Wednesday on the PGA Tour, kind of versus the LIV. I cannot wait for this. Um, should be great. In fact, I think you can watch The Last of Us, what, starting today, tonight? Something like that on HBO. They're streaming it tonight because they're smart at HBO. They know no one's watching them at Sunday uh, evening. Um, and then Tiger Woods is playing golf next week, by the way. I don't know if anybody missed that. But uh, Which also brings up the question, if you had to be at 16 with that gallery... What do you think you're honestly scoring? Par three will give it 152 yards, zero win because they built that into an arena. Might be a swirl at the green. 10,000 people or 20,000 people watching you screaming, rowdy, bruise are flowing. What do you think you're scoring? I think realistically I could get a four. I truly think I get a bogey there. I think I could. But it is interesting because, like, when you play golf and you have those people that are like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and play in front of us. You, like, pray to the Lord that you just hit a straight ball. It doesn't matter if it goes 180 yards, 280 yards. God bless you if you did that. 195 yards, just hit it straight. So this, see, Terry, that's why we let him in front. They got, they got two ringers. Or they just play faster. Um, on the other side of this conversation, we'll do a little prop bet talk. We'll do a little over under anthem, you know, length, you know, that one right now is at a, a minute and 24 and a half seconds. You can, you can bet above or below that. Apparently still coin toss is on there. Gatorade color been mentioned earlier by Ty and Sedalia. So get into that a little bit later tonight. But one thing I do want to talk about here is a lot of this stuff pissed you guys off today. This is Vince Quinn who is on the drive, and this is um, what he talks about Jalen Hurts. The only loss they have this season this year with Jalen Hurts starting is against Washington. They were terrible in that game. I mean, they had turnovers all over the place, fumbles, picks, penalties, everything. You name it, they did it, and Washington beat them. 
Otherwise, if they play a clean game, I mean, honestly, I just I have a hard time believing that Kansas City has the horses to run with the Eagles. It's just offensively, defensively, they've got more ways to win. Okay. All right. So we'll let Mr. Vince Quinn have that comment. Do the Chiefs have the horses? Oh, okay, okay. And then he also said this about how Philly can, well, the only thing that can beat Philadelphia is. Oh, yeah. I I really think it's more about the Eagles beating themselves. If they play a clean game or at least a decent game, they should win. Oh, yeah. I, I really think it's more about the Eagles beating themselves. If they play a clean game or at least a decent game, they should win. I would hope that mostly anybody that plays a clean game in the Super Bowl wins that game. Yep. This is Nate Taylor on Jalen Hurts. I think one way for the Chiefs to win is to get a lead, obviously, of course, and then really get aggressive with Jalen Hurts. And I've seen Patrick Mahomes in a lot of situations, in adverse situations, perform well. Jalen Hurts has been on the most storybook, easy, never been behind in the postseason throughout this run. So I can understand why Eagle fans or reporters or analysts are confident in the Eagles because they can run the ball when they have a lead. But what they have not had to prove yet is can they come from behind if they're down two scores? If they have those turnovers, if they have some mistakes that you don't normally see, because they're going to play better competition now, um, the New York Giants are not the Chiefs. And even with Brock Purdy, I would still say the Chiefs are a much better football team top to bottom than the 49ers. We just saw the Chiefs put 44 on the Niners earlier this season. And everybody goes back to that game. As does Jay Binkley, as does Nate Taylor, guys that I respect in this industry. And, well, this is, well, what he has to say about Mahomes has been, well, tested. Hurts. One of the best things about this is, Carrington, I've seen Patrick Mahomes movies. I don't know if Jalen Hurts can do it. And I just want to see him do it, or at least attempt to do it. Hey, man, there's five minutes left in the third quarter. There's 20 minutes left in our season. It's third and eight. We got to have it. Jalen Hurts hasn't been asked to do that. Um, so if the Chiefs can put him in those situations, um, I think it does bode well for the outcome in their advantage. So the interesting thing that I hear in both of these guys' voices, one from Vince Quinn, saying that Philadelphia can only beat Philadelphia they play a clean. That kind of just goes to the wayside. That just sounds ridiculous. But the fact that he talks about Jalen Hurts and the only loss they have is a game in which he didn't play well and he played against Taylor Heineke. I'm not one to judge. I really am not. But I will judge here. If Taylor Heineke beat you, you have no idea what you're about to face. And I get it. Philadelphia gets to hang on the receipt that they probably played in the most competitive division in all of football this year. But that was in the NFC and in the NFC East. Where the quarterbacks were Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts. Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz. And that division was competitive. I'm not saying that the Chiefs division was any better. It wasn't. It was sad. It was putrid. 
but you can still pick the quarterbacks in the AFC West, which is a very, very bad quarterback division. Other than the two at the top, the other two are, I guess Derek Carr makes anybody in the NFC East. I mean, would you take Derek Carr over Dak Prescott? That's a strong debate. Would you take Derek Carr over Taylor Heineke? Every day. You taking him over Daniel Jones? Strong debate. You're taking Justin Herbert over all of those quarterbacks. And you're sure as hell taking Patrick Mahomes over all those quarterbacks. And again, the NFC is a good division. It's not the AFC. The NFC East is a good division. It's not teams in the AFC North, and it's not teams in the AFC East. The AFC East was good. The AFC West, not so good. The AFC South, not great. AFC North, pretty good. And Patrick Mahomes versus this Philadelphia team, they, yes, had the most sacks by 15 How do you know that? They had 70. The Chiefs were second. They had 55. Easy math. But again, Philadelphia, that schedule didn't have Cincinnati on it. That schedule didn't have Buffalo on it. Didn't have the Chargers on there twice. So before we get out of here, Vince Quinn, let's relax. And again, like Nate Taylor says, I'm all for it. It's the main argument. Chiefs have been there. Philadelphia has not. You've seen Mahomes have to go through adversity and high Intense, stressful games. We've not seen Jalen Hurts do that. Prop bets. There's a few. It's legal in Kansas. We go over them next on After Hours with Jed Marshall and Dusty Likens. Back to Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 1. Makes you want to play PlayStation, Tony Hawk, and just get into the warehouse. That's all this makes me think of. Did you, uh, you're a man of the Kansas City area, Jed. Did you see the design for the NFL draft that'll be here in a couple months? I did. I heard them talking about it today. Sorry to clear my throat. Oh, you're good. On Cody and Gold, and then I looked at uh, some of the renderings today on the news. I thought it looked pretty cool. The one concern that I have, I understand that the draft is always in late April. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit concerned that there might be some rain and some people might need to bring some umbrellas. But other than that, I thought it seemed cool. Yeah. Um, speaking of prop bets in the last one, two, three, four Super Bowls, the under is hit including the Chiefs and Niners, Chiefs and Bucks. The under is hit. The over-under in this one, 50 and a half. Again, I think trends change. Other than the white jersey. Excuse me. And I think the MVP thing changes. But uh, I don't know how many of you seriously... um, Bet on these prop bets. Some of them are fun. So I guess considering a prop bet would be like Mahomes MVP. That's at plus 125. I'm sorry. It's at plus 130. Jalen Hurts plus 125. Depending on where you look. Can vary by half a point to a point. I know it seems vague, but it does vary. Site to site, FanDuel, DraftKings, BetMGM. Your bookie in Seattle, whoever they are. I'm not saying that you do have that. It's not something I'm advocating for, but 
Um, right now, it still is Chiefs plus one and a half. The over-under on DraftKings, at least, is 51. Um, I still think you got to take the Chiefs, right? Awards are kind of nice. Patrick Mahomes, uh, technically now the favorite on DraftKings. He's plus 120 to win the MVP. Jalen Hurts plus 125. Where the money is on a prop bet is Chris Jones. Chris Jones is plus 4,000 to win MVP. Meaning you can just throw a little $10 flyer. And if you hit and he does have a big game like he had against Cincinnati, where that would probably win him an MVP, I think. Unless Mahomes were to have like four and 380 and, and you know, go 30 of 36. And that's, you know, sorry. But again, Chris Jones thing is a flyer. It's a $10 bet to win 400, right? I mean, think about it in that regard. I have $10 on Chris Jones to win MVP. I also have 50 bucks on Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP because I assume that if the Chiefs do win the Super Bowl, that more than likely not, Patrick Mahomes will probably be crowned the MVP. But the national anthem. So before the ball is even snapped, you can get some bets going. Sportsbooks post over-under links all the time for the time that it'll take the singer to sing the national anthem, and you can bet on whether the singer will go over-under, obviously. The over-under for the country star Chris Stapleton I believe is who is this? This is Super Bowl 57, right? This is where we're at. So Chris Stapleton, a guy who is a whaler. He's fantastic live. Um, I ate this gummy bear the last time he went and I didn't know what it was. And he went to a seven minute solo about 30 minutes later. And boy, it was great to be honest with you. But he is the national anthem singer, Chris Stapleton. And at 57, the line can be anywhere from 119 and a half to 125 and a half seconds. The one that I'm using is 124 and a half seconds or under is there. The coin toss one, a lot of people really kind of start their night off with this one more than they do the national anthem. That one is just literally a heads or tails plus 100 heads plus 100 tails, no matter where you look. You can bet on Rihanna's over-under of songs at halftime. That number is eight and a half. You think she's pumping out nine songs? Now, they never sing the full song. She's a pop artist. She's got 50 songs that everybody knows. You think she's hitting nine? I do. The one caveat I would put at least in that bet would Mm -hmm. be that you always have to bring into account the guest you know, star coming out and whether that's going to take away some of the thunder. And I'm not sure what Vegas actually would do, whether they would count that as one of her songs. Yeah. Cause if it's like little Wayne that comes out. Yeah. Featuring sing. Rihanna. Is that really her song or is that a wheezy song? Is what it, the heck? Yeah. Is it total number of songs? The color of Gatorade is also available on DraftKings. The odds on favorite is yellow slash green. What color is that Gatorade? Well, yellow is lemon lime. I'm not sure what the green would be. I'm sure it's uh, probably slash green. I don't know if there is a yellow slash. Are we green, colorblind though. with the original Gatorade? I actually am a little bit colorblind, really? so I'm probably not the worst person to ask. What color is my shirt? I it's I'm looking through dirty glass, but it appears gray. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what color is it. It's like 
seafoam green. Oh, well. <laughs> I am wearing my glasses, too. We also sat out there for about an hour and conversed. I wasn't paying attention to you. I was preparing for this show. Yeah. How do you think this my segment ass. came about? What is that supposed to mean? We, okay. I smoked like three cigarettes. I drank my coffee. What yeah. did you, what else was I supposed to do to prepare? That's the Jed Marshall stamp of approval. You didn't ask me what I wanted to talk about. Ugh. Kind of funny that out of all these prop bets, I really just don't understand like how you get yellow and green mixed up. Like, is the original Gatorade lemon lime is it green or is it yellow? It's Apparently, yellow. that's what I say. Apparently, people think it's green. Well, that's foolhardy. The bet on that is orange, or you stay away from it. Orange is plus three hundred yeah. on the Gatorade splash. That's what it was the last time they won the Super Bowl. They dumped uh, orange on Andy Reid's back. And I heard Alex talking about that again, host of that betting show right here on Six Ten mm-hmm. Sports Radio. On Thursday evenings, talking about how Orange has been, I think it was like a, a, 11 times uh, the Gatorade of choice for the dump. That, you know, I, I think that's actually where the play is. Are you actually going to put money on any of these? Man, so Sunday's the deal if I figure this out. Like, I don't know if I do like a serious parlay, like when it comes to like betting, or if I do like the prop bet parlay, like coin flip, Gatorade color, over under on. So I don't know. Like I just, or do I just say like I see a plus three hundred? I'm like, you know what? Let's hammer orange. You know, let's let's hammer orange Gatorade. But then I've got fifty bucks riding on a on a bet until the very end. And this is also a serious question. So what do you do in your circumstance? Are you going to have to get up not early, but you know you want to be settled for the game. Make sure you have all your refreshments and so mm-hmm. forth. Are you actually going to drive to Kansas to place these wagers? Well, I will be on air Sunday morning from 9 a.m. to 2 Oh, yeah, that's right. I had forgotten about that. Kind of how you forgot I'm going to be doing postgame. Mm, yep. We both listen to each other so well. Yeah, stick that coffee and cigarettes up your ass. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything <laughs> mean to you. I know. I, it felt well played. Um, exotic Super Bowl props are only limited by imagination of online odds makers. So some of these uh, it you can't really find, right? They're not. <laughs> they also give you tips on this website, but it says... Will the game announcers reference the Super Bowl point spread? I guess you can bet on that at some places. Which brand will air the first commercial? I did hear Scott Parks of 98.1 KMBZ say that Budweiser has spent money for seven minutes and 30 seconds of commercials. That's wow. got to be insane amount of money. Because I've never even heard of this product. What is it now? Budweiser? What, what, I'm mm-hmm. unfamiliar with it. Well, the text line here mentions that green is uh, green apple. But it says yellow slash green. I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're drinking green apple Gatorade as often as the odds would say. I'd like you to yell at. I think it's actually lime now to come to think about it. But we yellow, canceled green apple. I, I'm just thinking aloud, man. Okay. Because I know they changed the Skittle flavor. It's now lime, isn't it? Or no, yeah, it's they, green apple now. No, right? they changed it back to lime. Actually, okay. green apple Skittles were they were god terrible. awful. They <laughs> yeah. were so bad. They were like those bamboozled jelly beans. Where it's like vomit. You never heard of these? Never oh, heard? the the bean boozled. Yeah, the, yeah. the bean boozled challenge where you either get like cotton candy or dryer sheet. Yeah, or you get like barf or orange sherbet. You're like, well, this is awesome. How do they know what barf tastes like? <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe we need to get to a break on that note. That's fair. Um, but yeah, and then the other one it says, who will the Super Bowl MVP think first? Team, family, fans, or God? Uh, bet God. 
because that's what everybody did Definitely, last night 100%. in the waters. Like, I wonder what are the odds on that one? I don't know, but it says who will they think first? Team, family, fans, God. It's always God. 24-7. Uh Dusty Like it's Jed Marshall on the other side. I'm tired of the uh I'm tired of the powder puff stuff. I want the gloves off. I want the blood to flow. Let's do this on the other side on after hours on 610 Sports Radio.